to episode 284 of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for people who play the game of magic, whether you're new to the game, returning to the game, getting better at the game, or just want to have a real good time. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Foam Padding. Wow, Foam Padding, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. nice. So you're made of foam padding or I you am. are foam padding? I am. You yes. are I foam am padding. the embodiment of foam padding. Wow. Amazing. Nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet You've you. You've been a part of several of my Halloween costumes. I've been a part of everyone's Halloween costume <clears throat> in their heart. <laughs> On today's show, we're talking M19. That's right. Magic 19 is just about here. The pre-release is this, this weekend. weekend. Then it'll be hitting standard and your weekly drafts the week after. Uh, we're certainly super excited. I love pre-releases and the core sets. They went a while yes. away for a while and now yes. they're back. They left us and they have returned. And they have returned. The prodigal corset has returned to us. Yes. And I, you know what? Corsets are great. Yeah, they are. They're a really great place to start teaching new people the game or introduce people to magic. And we're even going to be talking a little bit about that specifically yeah. today. And if you're heading to a pre-release this weekend, you don't want to go in blind. We've got Judge Rob here who will give you all the deets on crazy card interactions or rules you might want to have in your brain space before you go to your play space. That's right. But before we get started, we have a couple of people to think. Think. <laughs> We've about a, thinking. I've got to think the about very, a couple of people. Quit, yeah, well, hold, let me think about a few people. <laughs> and we're done. Okay. Let's move on. Thank people. First of all, those people who are patrons of the show, if you are a member at patreon.com slash MTAcast, thank you so much for making what we do possible. If you're not yet a patron, consider heading on over there, patreon.com slash MTAcast, and just chip in as little as five bucks a month our way. That is cents per day, a dollar and change per Per episode, and we really hope we're bringing at least that much joy into your lives. Yeah, if you get something out of the show, for it helps you anyway, or just gives you a little tickle down in your laugh lungs, then uh, consider heading on over and becoming a patron. Big thanks to everyone who joined the family since uh, since last episode. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com/slash. MTA cast. Go figure. Great place uh, to get all of this sweet M19 swag. I know. If you want to be playing M19, if you want to order yourself a box, if you want to get some sleeves to sleeve up your draft deck or your sealed deck or your new standard deck, they're the place to go. Yeah. If you want to even sell your cards that you open, if you're a limited player and you're like, hey, I want to sell these so I can get more I don't, magic I stuff. Don't need, I don't need these cards in my life, but I do need more sweet magic boosters that are unopened. Oh, yeah. Card kingdom is a place for you oh yes i'm done (laughs) (laughs) it's time for the top three things you need to know in magic this week and for this segment since judge rob is here we figured we'd let him in on the fun okay thing number one is the banned and restricted announcement Spooky. Spooky. On July 2nd. That's right. Earlier this week, uh, Wizards announced what cards were going to be banned from formats. Maybe on cards that were going to be unbanned in various formats. Just a second. It's July 2nd. I need to pay my rent. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Everyone remind Megan she needs to pay her rent. I need rent. to pay my rent. Okay. Tweet at us with the hashtag Megan's rent. <laughs> <laughs> and the big 
you know, speculation was, are they going to ban Chain Whirler? Are they going to ban something like Ancient, ancient Stirrings, stirrings and modern. modern? Are they going to unban, unban Stoneforge Mystic? Well, guess what? None of those things happened. The answer is none of them. None of them. What did happen? In Legacy, they banned Deathrite Shaman, uh-huh. and they also banned Gitaxian Probe in Legacy. How do you feel about that, Judge Rob? Uh, I feel like it's the the ban and restricted announcement explanation basically said, hey, we took the modern bans that we did for these cards and copy-pasted the text. They're banning it for the same reason in Legacy. All okay, right. Which is that makes fine sense. by me. Yeah. Dr. S was in almost every single Legacy deck, so I am fine with that card getting out of here. Yeah. yeah. If you're playing a deck, you're probably playing Death Row Jaro. Yep. Yeah. Or doc, Dr. S. Dr. S, yep. as the, I like to call him. The one-cost Planeswalker, as a lot of my friends would refer to him. Oh, yes. yeah. Because he's got Absolutely. three very good abilities. Three relevant abilities. And and attacking if you have nothing better to do. Yeah, and sometimes that is the case. Everyone's graveyards are empty. Yeah. All right. And there's literally nothing else to do. Let's just swing in. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, the first piece of news there, so not much new. Uh, Thing number two is the Silver Showcase was announced. What exactly that is going to be at Pro Tour 25th Anniversary. That's right. There is going to be a special draft. They're opening Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights. And a beta. Beta? Legends. 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 Oh, okay. So they're doing a crazy old-style magic draft with cards that are bad. Yes. yes. Uh, they're doing a Rochester draft, Rochester, right? the same like from Vegas where you can kind of look at the picks as they're being picked. Yes. And it's a showcase. Um, and it's eight invited players, and four of them is pretty cool. Is like the all-time top points earners from their region. Yeah. Uh, but the other four are some prominent streamers. So we've got the likes of Brian Kibler. We have Amaz, who's a Hearthstone streamer. We have David Williams, who's a poker pro and a master chef. And uh, Stanislav Sifka, who is also a Hearthstone streamer. Yes. And a winner of a Pro Tour. Wasn't he? Oh, Stanislav Sifka? Probably. I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> probably. Win a Pro Tour, I mean. So the the reason we're mentioning this is... Yeah. Uh, pro Tour Return to Rabbit. He's infamous for the deck... Eggs. Oh, yeah, eggs. That's true. So those are going to be the players in the showcase. It uh, garnered quite a bit of blowback on social media because of kind of the Hearthstone streamers that were invited to play. And the the pool, the prize pool is $150,000. So it was quite controversial. Yes. So uh, we'll we'll see. To which we say, you know what they say about Brian Kibler. He definitely has no history in magic. (laughs) So, yeah, Silver Showcase at the Pro Tour is something else that you can check out if you would like to see people open bags of money. <laughs> well, tune in to watch some sweet money get open yeah. and some unplayable cards. They are going to donate the cards to charity, though, which I think yeah. is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Thing number three is U.S. Nationals happened this past weekend, and Megan and I were there. Yes, we were. So the Nationals Tournament qualifies you to be a member of the team, three-person team, for the U.S. representing us at the World Magic Cup later this year in Barcelona. That's Spain. right. That's happening in December. We've talked before about how awesome the World Magic Cup oh, is. Oh, it's so great. Because it brings teams from literally all over the world uh, to battle it out. Um, and congrats to the U.S. national champion, the winner of that tournament, <laughs> Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown. We watched a match that was seemingly endless. Oh, yes. We but sure he won did. at the end of it. Blue, black, mid-range was the, his deck of choice. Yes. And in the finals, it faced off against an Esper control list. Yes. And the round before cool. that, he was facing off against another blue-black mid-range, Oof. which was basically them just being like, I cast a Scarab God, I exile your Scarab God. And it's like, well, I cast my Scarab God, I exile your Scarab God. 
If and you're so into that so kind forth. of thing, I don't understand, but you can go watch. You can go watch <laughs> a heck of a lot of magic get played. And you know what? Uh, we have a newsletter, by the way. Yes. We should point this out. Yes. Because I was in the booth with none other than the man, the myth, the main himself, Reed Duke, and he. What was the third thing you called him? The main, his hair. Oh. And um, oh. <laughs> it's got nice hair. Um, and we got to watch these control matchups. And he gave me a lot of interesting, good advice on control, playing control. Wow. And I'm not a control player. And I found this interesting. OK, yeah. so that's saying something. And if you want to know what I learned from Ray Duke in the booth and some stuff from Andrew Brown from GP Pittsburgh, who is in the booth with me, you can uh, subscribe to our newsletter and read yeah. all about it. Ooh, head on over. Yeah. Maria's to, Tales from the Road. If you go to our website, which is now... Goodluckhighfive.com. Yeah, you can go or there. Or magictheamateuring.com. Either one. You can go to both of these places, but you'll get a little pop-up that's like, subscribe to our newsletter, and you put in your email, and you will get it. You will get it. And it's great. Yeah. Um, the GLH Jeff website, by the way, is still kind of under construction. So yeah, we're working on that don't one. Don't judge okay. me too harshly. But uh, yeah, both will have a section that says sign up for a newsletter. Click on it, and you'll be in. But yeah, those are our big three updates in Magic this week. for the M19 pre-release coming up this weekend. And Judge Rob, you have a message for people who might be either headed to their first one or might be surrounded by people who are playing their first pre-release because corsets are, you know, very good entry points, right? Yeah. Corsets are fantastic entry points. Uh, one big thing, uh, this set doesn't have any new mechanics. What? Every mechanic in it is one that's existed before. What? Uh, uh, which, I mean, that makes it look like something like a Master's Edition, which every card is reprinted. But this is yeah. this is about half reprints, give or take. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of cards that you've seen before, a bunch of cards that you haven't. And the thing that you'll notice a lot if you're paying attention is there's reminder text all over the place. Uh, so if you're used to playing without corsets, corsets have reminder text on basically everything. You want to nice. know what flying does? Card will it's tell on you. there. Yep. It's not just um, going to say flying. It's going to tell you what a flyer is. Yep. And I'm excited for this because there's a lot of circumstances when you're when you're at a game store and you're playing with somebody who hasn't played a bunch and you play something that has like menace and like flying's intuitive. The creature flies. Your dude can't block it. That makes sense. You don't need to really explain that very much. I can't yeah. hit a bird with my fist. Exactly. But what <laughs> a menace? Can't you? <laughs> not when it's in the air. Do you know what? I was just talking to. Sorry. I'm very <laughs> sorry. We're interrupting this. <laughs> That's fine. I was. Just just talking to someone yesterday, important. and I know that we've talked about this before. The time that Manu Ginobili slapped a bat out of the air. Oh yeah, in the middle a of a basketball game. game. Yeah, that's all. So I'm just saying, <laughs> can't you? Okay, well, if he's playing magic, his creatures can block okay. creatures with Manu flying. He probably, he probably can block reach. whatever yeah, he yeah. wants he with on whatever everything. he wants. <laughs> all right, sorry. Okay. Keep going. So uh, there's going to be reminder text on all sorts of cards all over the place. Uh, the, the big ones, uh, Menace, Death Touch, Trample, are weird mechanics. And a lot of times you'll be playing against a newer player and they don't want to admit that they don't know something. Yeah. Uh, like, if, if I go out and go out into a, a specialized area, if I go start playing a new game and everybody seems really experienced, everybody's just like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I don't need any explanation. I'm going to quasi for 10 and then class my yeah. plink plonker. Yep. Hit you for 33 drinks. <laughs> And oftentimes players will just will play just naming card names, not even explaining what cards do, laying out cards, playing really fast. Uh, pre-releases are an opportunity to break away from that because you are very unlikely to know all of the cards just right off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And 
the 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 gold standard actually that I find for explaining to people that don't know what my cards do is the reminder text on cards like these. Right. Uh, so if you look at reminder text and say, yeah, that's really basic and it's easy to understand. I got it just from reading that. Try to explain your cards in a way that that's that's that clear and basic to your opponent. Nice. Uh, that that lets them know what's going on in the game. Yeah. Because the game is more fun when you don't like. If you've ever played against a deck, like when you you go into modern and they're like, "All right, I'm going to dredge six uh, or five now because they banned grave troll again," but uh, <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Yep, I'm going to dredge dredge these cards in my upkeep, and then I'm going to play another card that lets me do dredging instead of drawing, and I'm not going to explain anything. I'm going to do all this real yeah, fast." Yeah, it's and kind then, of yeah, off putting a little bit. Yeah, um, that completely out of your depth. I don't know what's going on. Doesn't happen to players that have been playing for a long time very much. But if you've been playing for a year or two and you've run into these decks that are out of your depth and you remember how much that felt, that's what people are feeling when they're first playing at these events. And so help them out. Help them get through cards and read cards. Help them. And when you run into these situations, ask your opponent to explain. A lot of people might not necessarily be good at explaining. And if they aren't, call for a judge. Ask for some help. Somebody will help you out at the pre-release. Uh, pre-release is a pretty open season for everybody helping everybody play better magic. Yeah. Or, and by better, I mean more fun. <laughs> Do you know what? I still remember the first modern GP I went to. I did not know anything oh, about modern. Me either. Someone handed me boggles and was just like, go Here forth you go. and play. And somewhere around round three, I've been losing all my rounds. So, because yep. I did not know what was happening. Uh, in round three, I played against um, what a Splinter Twin combo, which was oh. in the format at the time. Yep. Um, and they like put it on and they're just yeah, like, do I you win? know the combo? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't like explain it to me. I and I'm just like, oh, I make a mil- like I make this and it untaps this and I make a million of them and, and I like, attack oh. you. And I was like. Okay. <laughs> Same thing happened to me. Also piloting Boggles, my first modern GP Kiki yep. combo. Yeah, and you're just like, what? oh, oh, well, okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> also, pretty sure I let my creatures with Umbras on them die when they shouldn't have died. Oh, to sweepers, absolutely, hundred percent. I'm sure I did. I did everything wrong. <laughs> I got. I played against a mill deck that was just all targeting effects, and I did not sideboard in my ley lines of sanctity. <laughs> it was only after the match oh, that I was memories. like, "Wait a second, that might have been good." I think that I was supposed to do that. So if you don't want somebody else to feel like that, consider being a nice human being at your pre-release. And if you are out of your depth like that. Everybody's felt that way at some point. Absolutely. Um, I almost got in a fight really early on in my magic career because... Like a fist fight? Yeah, my, my buddy was just like, attack you with this zero one like frost shade or something that has that has black to get plus one, plus one. And I said, no blocks, I'll take the damage. And he goes, all right, pump it seven times. And I'm like, but I said I'll take the damage and I'm going to take zero. And he's like, I get... No. <laughs> like, I want to explain this game to you, no. friend. <laughs> no. Oh, I love that. Like, no, you can't just say that it was zero. Like, like, I said I would take zero of that. I, I, I attack you for two. I'll take zero of that. I two. will take zero. Uh, I'll take okay. zero. Great. Sounds good. Well, great message, Rob, and a really important uh, yes. reminder. So let's let's run through the, the one... So this set has all evergreen mechanics, basically, except for one card has one special word on it. Uh, Nicole Bolas, the Ravager, can transform. He's the only double-faced card in the set. Sweet. And, uh, we love you, Nicole. Yeah. He's, he's a callback to Magic Origins, the, 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 the last core set that they did. Yeah. Uh, now it's just the previous core set. And 
he's a flip planeswalker. This shows his history when he first transformed into becoming a planeswalker. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, because uh, he's he's not a creature now. He's a planeswalker. He used to just be yeah. a dragon boy, and now yeah. he walks the planes. Uh, and he had, he had a pile of uh, pile of enemy dragons. They fought the Elder Dragon Wars, and he killed them. Wow. And so that's what this wow. set's about, is the Elder Dragon War. Okay. And Or one of the things the set's about. So Nicole Bolas, the Ravager, he's a 4-4 flyer for red, black, blue, and one. Uh, when Nicole Bolas the Ravager enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. Uh, red, black, blue, four. Exile Nicole Bolas the Ravager, then return him to the battlefield transformed under his owner's control. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. So Nicole Bolas the Ravager lets you send him away and then bring him back transformed. Transformed means on the other side of the card. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... He exiles in returns, so he'll trigger things that say when a planeswalker enters the battlefield or when a creature you control leaves the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, token copies of him, so let's say that he he dies and then you Scarab got him back to make a, a token copy of him. Mm-hmm. You activate the ability of the token, it will exile, and tokens can't come back from exile, so it's gone forever. Oh, goodbye. Oh, sad. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of copy effects in this set, like mirror images and uncommon. So if I have a Nicole Bolas, I cast mirror image and I copy my Nicole Bolas, then choose to keep the mirror image for some inexplicable reason. Uh, and I pay the pay the seven mana exile mirror image. Mirror image can't come back transformed, so it doesn't come back. It'll okay. also stay in exile. Gotcha. Uh, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to transform copies of the original. Hot yes. Tip. Uh, basically, it needs to be a double face card in order to be able to transform. Nice. Uh, and he's got a bunch of abilities in the back that are really straightforward. He's like, Comes with seven loyalty because why not? Uh, plus two to draw two cards, minus three. Nicole Bolas, the Arisen, deals 10 damage to target creature or planeswalker. Wow, why not? Yeah. Okay. Minus four, put target creature or planeswalker card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Okay. And, okay. And he is an ultimate because why not? Minus 12, exile all the exile all but the bottom card of target player's library. <laughs> so you pull the bottom card off and take the rest of it and throw it away. Um, <laughs> sure. Yep. That seems like a... Just chuck it. <laughs> you get one more chance and then... Uh, Just be like, this is gone. Yeah, you can keep that one. <laughs> you can keep that bottom land. Yep. It's your last hope. <laughs> you knew it was your last hope before, but now yeah, it's really now your last really hope. Now you really know. Um... <laughs> So, card-specific notes. I actually want to talk about all the Elder Dragons. Elder Ooh, Dragons! Because they're so cool. And yes. wait, did Nicobolas kill all these cards we're going to talk about? Um, I think that he didn't kill Vevictus uh, Asmati. No, Palladium Wars. Palladium Wars survived the Elder Dragons. Okay, so all, we're talking about all these we're dead dragons. We're talking about all these dead yes. dragons. <laughs> all right, uh, just to they, be clear. They used to be really Sad. bad. They were like seven sevens that you paid eight mana in three different colors for and then paid three mana on your upkeeper, sacrificed them, and they had abilities that didn't do anything. Oh, I've uh, seen these yeah, in Momir, Momir basic. Yeah, yeah. Momir. These show, the, the dragons show up sometimes. Yep. You're just like, eight mana, make a seven, seven. That, and then it's like, oh, oh this I one requires an colors. island on your upkeep, and I don't play islands in Momir because yep. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, all right. Now it's dead. Yeah, see you later, Arcadia Saboth. You have toughness breathing, and I don't know why. Um, toughness <laughs> He's breathing. toughness breathing. Oh, you haven't looked at the... We're not calling it... We're not going to call it butt breathing? No, it doesn't deserve that good of a name. Can we call it a booty bump? <laughs> like Butt breathing? 
god. Yeah, single white to get plus O plus one to land of turn. Uh, this is the original Arcade Sabbath. It's not the, the current one. Um, wow. Untapped non-attacking creatures you control plus O plus two. Yes, why not? Yeah. Okay. If they have vigilance, not? they don't get the bonus. They, they only get the bonus on butt, defense. Breathing butt, breathing yep. butt, breathing. Uh, and that, by the way, those are like you have to pay green, white, blue on your upkeeper, sacrifice him, and he's a 7-7 seven, seven flyer for blue, blue, white, white, green, green, too. Wow. Uh, Legends is a beautifully designed set from the perspective of us in the future. <laughs> it introduced gold cards, which oh, were very exciting. Um, everybody was very excited about gold cards existing because they didn't have multicolored cards prior to Legend, and it used 0% of the design space of gold cards. <laughs> Not a single thing. It got all the excitement without burning a single actual quality card design. <laughs> wow, sick burn. Uh, <laughs> sick it's, legends burn. It's uh, Like I said, it's a wonderful set, but man. So uh, let's talk about the actual Elder Dragons, though. Yes. They're all legendary creature Elder Dragons. Um, Arcades, the strategist, is blue, white, green, one uh, for a 3-5 flying vigilance. Whenever a creature with Defender enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Each creature you control with Defender assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power and can attack as though it didn't have Defender. Ah, so nice. Arcades still... Is that how you say it? Arcades? Or Arcades? Still Arcades? Likes, Arcades? Still likes big butts and yeah. cannot lie. Yep, basically. he especially likes walls with big butts. Okay. Which there's a couple in the set. Um, <laughs> Some and, strange image, yep. but go on. <laughs> yep, uh, a wall of butts probably should have been in Unhinged. <laughs> Okay, maybe I, I in the future. Wall of uh, butts. So the the one thing I want to comment on is last ability. Uh, if you attack with the creature with the defender, like there's a wall of mist in this set, mm. and your opponent then kills your dragon, uh, your creature is still attacking. Is it an okay. O? Is it an O? Whatever then? Yeah, it's still. The, it, it was always an O. Whatever. It won't change. It, like oh, now, yeah, it, now right. it assigns right. zero points of power. Okay. But it's still an attacking creature. Um, it doesn't remove it from combat. Uh, He only cares, he changes the rules for how you're allowed to declare attackers. Creatures can gain defender after they're declared as attackers. It doesn't remove them from combat. Defender just says, you can't pick this as an attacker. But now that it's been picked as an attacker, eh, we're done. (laughs) Well, I failed at my job, so never, (laughs) go for it, I guess. Fight that guy. (laughs) Uh, Chromium, the mutable. Uh, Chromium is uh, black, blue, white, four for a seven, seven. Flash. This spell can't be countered. Flying. Discard a card. Until end of turn, Chromium the Mutable becomes a human with base power and toughness 1-1, loses all abilities, and gains hexproof. It can't be blocked this turn. Wow, talk about a control deck finisher. Here you go. It turns into a 1-1. I mean, people don't use Netzahal, and Netzahal is similar. That's true. That's true. Can't be countered. Yeah, it's been in neither can Netzahal. It sure can be Wrathed. Yeah. Yeah, this can get killed by Wrath of Gods, and Netzahal can't. Yeah, it that's just, true. Just walks away from them. Um, so <laughs> the thing or with swims, I don't know. <laughs> Something I, like it's hides, a dinosaur. It could, it could do away. what it wants. Um, so Chromium has this discard a card, change change to a human to of turn ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes your opponent will attack you. You'll block with your seven seven Chromium. They'll let damage happen, and then they'll like they'll like cast a spell to try to bounce your Chromium or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, I want to gain hexproof. I'm going to discard a card. I'm going to become a one one human. I've got damage marked to me, and I die. Ah, yes, this beware. Th- no. yeah, this doesn't remove damage if it's marked on Chromium. If gotcha. somehow damage did get ma- managed to get marked on, on Chromium. Uh, so so if you're a fancy flying dragon, remember, if you turn into a human, you're still going to have blood all over your body. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, um, the other okay. thing to note is that I he mean, doesn't... Oh. Is the human naked? <laughs> 
when what? it transforms. Do you know what I mean? Why are you asking that? I think it's an important question. You're I'm, asking if when chromium turns into a person, yep. is the person wearing clothes? Yes. I think that chromium is an elder dragon. So maybe it's just like a chrome person with no genitals, like a Barbie. What? No, I mean that chromium is an elder dragon. Of course they can decide to have an outfit on (laughs) if they want one. (laughs) Okay, sure. Anyway, I digress. Anyways, so... Uh, I'm going to move on to Palladium Moors, the Ruiner. Ooh, uh, Palladium- great name. <laughs> great name. Palladium Moors costs white, green, red, three for a 6-6 six, six flying vigilance trample. Palladium Moors, the Ruiner, has hexproof yes. if it hasn't dealt damage yet. Wow. And note, the, the big thing to note, it's when Palladium Moors says Palladium Moors, it means this copy. Yeah. So if I play Palladium Moors, attack, hit you for six, doesn't have hexproof, you kill it, and then I reanimate it with... Um, the, the one that's in this set. Um, Some reanimation card. Uh, yeah. Transform Nicole Bolas. Because Transform Nicole Bolas can bring back Palladium Wars. Yeah. Or I recast it as my commander. Okay. Uh, it's the new Palladium Wars is a new Palladium Wars and has hexproof until that Palladium Wars deals damage. Gotcha. Each Palladium Wars is a unique Palladium Wars. And so when a card refers to itself by name, it means this this card. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is handy. Yep. Uh, stop being such a Palladium Wars. <laughs> The Victus Asmati, the Dyer. Oh, these names are great. Yeah. They are. Uh, green, uh, green, red, black, three for a six-six flying with a whole lot of words. Uh, when Vivictus, whenever Vivictus Asmati, the Dyer attacks, for each player, choose target permanent that player controls. Those players sacrifice those permanents. Each player who sacrificed a permanent this way reveals the top card of their library, then puts it onto the battlefield if it's a permanent card. I love this card. Wow. Yes. Uh, it must. Kill something for everybody, including you. Wow. And it can target lands. So, pro tip, you hit their creatures in your land. (laughs) Nice. Makes sense. It usually just wrecks one of their permanents, has a pretty good chance of it failing, and might turn your land into something good. You can also manipulate the top card of your library to make this better. I'm just going to do it, and then uh, someone's going to Vivictus me, and I'm going to be like, reveal my own Vivictus. Okay, so you can attack back and kill theirs? So then I can name their thing and, you know what I mean? Well, it's when he attacks. Oh, oh okay, never mind. Uh, so Vivictus has to attack in order to get this trigger. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. But then you, oh, like, you could take six and then get them back and then kill theirs. Okay, Seems good. all right. Yeah. That's the plan, everybody. FYI. Wow. Good plan. Solid plan. Uh, so, individual card notes. Uh, as a Ponza player, I'm excited about Alpine Moon. Ugh, did you just say you're a Ponza player? Yes. Oh, boy. Of course you're excited. We're going yeah. to have to have a wow. chat after I this mean, episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, Alpine Moon. It's an enchantment for single red. Uh, as Alpine Moon enters the battlefield, choose a non-basic land card name. Lands your opponent's control with the chosen name, lose all land types and abilities, and they gain tap, add one mana of any color. Nice. So if the land would enter the battlefield with counters, uh, like a Vivid Grove or a Gemstone Mine, it doesn't get any counters. If the land would enter the battlefield tapped, like Vivid Grove, it enters untapped. If the land does something when it enters the battlefield, uh, like it... You scry? Yeah, like like the temples that say when they enter the battlefield, scry one, that thing doesn't trigger. Okay. Uh, It just makes that land into a rainbow land. Uh, This is really in the vein of Blood Sun. It's just, you can have your mana... You can't have your other nonsense. <laughs> no nonsense. I wish that's what the rules text on it just said. You can have your mana, just none just of the no other nonsense. Non- no yep. nonsense. Uh, note also that 
this, it, you can name the backside of all the transform cards from Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan. So you can name... Um, Ascanta the Sunken yeah, Ruin. Yeah, Ascanta the Sunken Ruin. Uh, you can name uh, Azor's whatever, the one that taps for mana equal to your life total. Uh, wow. That card's Deep crazy cut. good. No, I, I have a buddy that plays that in his standard control deck. Wow. Uh, for the control mirrors, because apparently it's insane. So like the Temple okay. of Aklazots is one yeah. that we've Temple been seeing a lot. Yep. Okay. And so, yeah, you can name the backside of those cards because those have a name, and that name is a non-basic land card name. So you can use it to get those cards. Cool. Sweet. Omniscience is next. <laughs> Omniscience? Sure, whatever. Every science. Yep. Do you like science? Yes. It's a buffet of science. It costs blue, 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 and seven. It's an enchantment. And it says you may cast spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. So without paying your mana, the mana costs, just takes the stuff up in the upper right-hand corner and replace it with a, with a zero. Um, so if you have kicker costs, those are additional costs. Those are on top of the mana cost. Okay. There's a couple cards in the set that say it's an additional cost, sacrifice a creature. You still have to pay that cost. It's not a mana cost. Uh, if you cast a spell with X, like Banefires in this set, uh, without paying its mana cost, you have to pick zero for the X. Rude. Yep. You don't just get Uh-oh. to insta-kill people with fireballs. All right. Oh, okay. I suppose I have to make it a little bit harder than that. Yeah. Hi, I'm Nikola Tesla. Welcome to my buffet of science. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'll take uh, three test tubes and... An uh, Erlenmeyer flask? An We're Erlen- having a special on them. I'll, yes, I'll have great, an Erlenmeyer great, great, flask. Great. And can you put some DNA sauce right on the top? DNA. On your flask? Sure. Forget I said that. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Okay. It just really does. It really does. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways. Ooh. Okay. So, uh, Brawl Bash Ogre. Ooh. Uh, Brawl Bash Ogre, uh, red, black, two for a three, three. Uh, it has Menace, which says this creature can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. This is an mm-hmm. example of that reminder text. You don't get this in a normal set. No, yeah. you do. Uh, whenever Brawl Bash Ogre attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, Brawl Bash Ogre gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So this is super interesting because a lot of times, you know, like Thalid Omnivore, you can make the choice whenever you want. Yep, it's an activated ability. This is a trigger whenever it attacks. Uh, one other thing to note with Brawl Bash Ogre is you attack, trigger goes in the stack, you get your opponent the chance to respond. Do whatever you want, opponent. Opponent doesn't do anything. It goes to you. You choose a creature to sacrifice. At that point, your opponent can't stop you from sacrificing that creature. They say, whoa, 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 whoa. Now that you picked that dude, I want to kill it. And you're like, no, no, no. I've already sacrificed this ogre. It's getting plus two, plus two. Okay. Uh, they can't respond in the middle of things resolving. Yeah. Good to know. Chaos Wand. It's a three-cost artifact. Uh, four and tap. Target opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then put the exiled cards that weren't cast this way on the bottom of that library in a random order. So spin up a random instant or sorcery. You can do this at instant speed. You can respond to their spells and hope to hit a counter spell. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but it is use it or lose it. The time that you activate it, you get one chance to cast that thing for free. And if you decide not to, it gets shuffled away into the bottom with the other cards. All right. Uh, which is why it says the cards that weren't cast. I really and, like the art on this card as well. Yeah. Very Who's pretty. this? This is hmm, Carrie Christensen. I don't know that artist. Interesting. Chaos Wand. Yeah. Uh, Isareth the Awakener. Black, black, one for a legendary creature human wizard is a 3-3. Three, three. Isareth has death touch, and whenever Isareth the Awakener attacks, you may pay X. When you do, return target creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield with a corpse counter on it. 
If that creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Corpse counter doesn't mean anything. It just reminds you it's yep. a corpse. Yep. This was dead once. Yeah. <laughs> I, I brought this back and uh, it's rotting and pustulant, which means that when you kill it, it'll stay dead now. Uh, there are things that will remove counters. You can remove the corpse counter. It'll still stay dead. You just won't remember it. Wait, really? Yep. The corpse counter doesn't have anything to do with it. It doesn't say as long as that creature has a corpse counter on, um, it. on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, 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 the corpse counter is literally just there to remind you that this is going to get exiled. Okay. So you can take it out, but all you're doing is hosing yourself at remembering yeah. <laughs> where this is going to go. Yep, exactly. Interesting. Okay. I wouldn't have thought that. Also, I always thought that this lady just has like a vulture on her head. Is that what really what's going on? Maybe that's like her hair. I can't tell. Let's try and get a closer look at Isareth the Awakener. Isareth is a Reth. Yeah, Isareth. Yeah. Legendary creature as well. Yeah. I can't. This is tell low resolution. That is. This isn't. Maybe they are not enhance. 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 Yeah. Now I have to look at the wizard's um, card image gallery. You're not going to get any bigger than that. No, because the other cards are all higher quality. On, I think they're taken from the from the card image gallery. Like if you look at Graveyard Marshal here arbitrarily, I guess that one's pretty low res too. We're looking at Scryfall, by the way, which yeah. uh, you should go check out if you ever need to find magic cards quickly. They have excellent search features. Yes. And they work over time when the sets get released to um, give you high-res images of all of the beautiful art in the sets. So. Yeah. Uh, Scryfall tends to uh, go pull all the images from the card image gallery, which are high-resolution, as soon as it's available. Okay. Uh, which is why I thought I'd get it in high-resolution, but apparently not. So. Well, we'll never know. Yep. Uh, so... That's Messenger. That's not what I need. All right. Uh, Liliana's Contract. Black, black, three for an enchantment. When Liliana's Contract enters the battlefield, you draw four cards and you lose four life. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more demons with different names, you win the game. I love it. And you can't just rename the the demons arbitrarily. Yeah. Like, they're all named Gristlebrand, but you're like, I'm naming this one Steve and this one. Yeah. Even the generic token that gets made from... um, (laughs) From Bells and uh, Right of Bells and Lock. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it's named, uh, you know, Demon. This is Paul. Yeah, this you, one's you can make named, as many of those. This is Paul. Yeah. He's a six-six Demon. Yeah. I'm naming this one uh, Nacho Party. Nacho Party. That sounds like an exciting party. I'd oh like yeah, I would love. Um, to I was just Google party. searching Isareth the Awakener to try and find an image, and Google was like, "Did you mean Jareth the Awakener?" <laughs> 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 like, I remember when no. a, a card named Jareth came out. Jareth, Lean, and Titan? Oh my god, it is a vulture on her head. Wow. wow. Look, she just has a vulture literally just like perched on her head. Ooh, that's cool. That's, it really is. Is it like on her bun? Yeah, I can't tell. I, like, I can't tell that much, but... If you've got a vulture on your head, you are not to be messed with. Yeah, I think it looks like it's like perching kind of like, yeah, like on her hair. Hmm. But the Liliana's contract card I really like because it's very flavorful with the story of Liliana making her contract with all these demons. And then she goes and collects their heads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. uh, So the the thing with Liliana's contract is it has uh, what is known as an intervening if triggered ability. It triggers at the beginning of your upkeep if the condition is true. Uh, It doesn't trigger every upkeep. It only triggers if at the start of your upkeep, before your upkeep starts, you have four demons with different names. So you can't have three demons with the different names and respond by flashing in a demon and say, surprise, gotcha, and then get your opponent there. 
Okay, gotcha. Um, one thing to note, uh, there is a way to do this reasonably easily in standard right now. Arcane adaptation oh, allows yeah. you to change all of your creatures to be type <laughs> to demon. demon? Yes. yes. And they'll have different names yeah. if they're different creatures. If, they, if you have four creatures with different names, they're all demons. The less contract gets I you there. I feel like you're using the, tr- the term reasonably easily a little too loosely. It only costs three mana. <laughs> You just have we're to play two, two We're talking okay. about a two-card combo slash four creatures also. <laughs> yeah, but they, like, you just play random dudes. You play like... You're, uh, whatever. And none of them can die. Yeah, whatever. They, <laughs> whatever. Like, Rob dreams you, big, everybody. You play some indestructible dudes. And, okay, like, okay. You're not... Like, if you're playing to actually win in standard, you play Goblin Chain Whirler or the Scarab God, yeah, right? Yeah, Like... Uh, I was actually... I actually wound up playing against Rob online <laughs> randomly, and it was very funny because I'm just, like, playing this, like, derpy little deck, and you're playing, like, mono six drops, including combustible <laughs> gear hulk, and I'm yeah. just like, of course yes. you are. Uh, and yes. you beat the tar out of me, so I guess, you know, what can I say? Well, it that got fired. I was trying out different things for the <laughs> RPTQ, and it was it's similar to the haphazard bombardment deck, if you saw that from Copenhagen. Uh, no. Yeah, we, the, the one that has... Um, Hour of Promise, Hour of Devastation. Yeah. And, uh, and Wait, is that the Hour of Promise no. and Hour of Devastation. And it no, had, it's not. It, yeah, it had both of those. And okay. it had the, um, it had a Star of Extinction in there as well. Wow. Oh, like, like that, and it went 10 and 5 at Copenhagen. Nice. Oh, we're going to have to look this up. Yeah, I, we are. I, it's, on, it's featured on the Wizards website. And okay. it's, it like, it looks it like... I gotta tell you, Star of Extinction made me angry a lot when I was testing out that library, and I actually like had been evolving to a similar place, but playing Combustible Gear Hulk and a bunch of um, Aftermath cards, and that's the deck that I was playing against you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And Zach Elzik was playing another similar deck that instead of using Gear Hulk was using Sifter Worm. Yes, that's that, the that one that was we here saw. this weekend. Lost, yeah. They lost yeah. playing for top eight at nationals. Okay. Uh, and the Brew Crew played it last week on the Team Standard Super League. Yeah. But that one has like all of like the Aftermath. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I was playing it with Gear Hulk specifically because oftentimes I'd go Gear Hulk and they'd go, yeah, I'll take that damage. And I'd go 19, you dead. They'd, they're like, <laughs> oh, oh, what? Well, all right. You revealed how many spells? Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, it was, it's pretty hilarious. Um, so moving on to the next card, though, yes. digressing from standard. Yes. Uh, Runic Armasaur. Runic Armasaur is green, green, one for a dinosaur, two, five. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of a creature or a land that isn't a mana ability, you may draw a card. Uh, mana abilities are things that make mana. So if they tap their mountain for mana, that's a mana ability. Uh, if they activate the ability of whatever the back half of Conqueror's Galleon is to <clears throat> draw a card, yeah. that's not a mana ability. It costs gotcha. mana, it didn't make mana. Right, if like they, Lana World yeah. makes mana. If they use a... Um, as Kanta, yeah, as Kanta, yeah. the sunken ruin to to look at four cards. You yeah, get to draw a card. You get to draw a card as a yeah. consolation prize for them getting to pick <laughs> for them having that. That's true. Yeah. You're already in trouble. Yeah, but you get the consolation prize of drawing a card. Yep. Um, Psychic symbiont. Wow, some Star Trek stuff in here. Yeah, uh, black blue four for a three three nightmare horror with flying. When psychic symbiont enters the battlefield, target opponent discards a card, and you draw a card. Nice. Note that they don't have to discard. If they have no cards in hand, they don't do anything, and you still draw a card. Gotcha. So it isn't, they discard a card, and if they do, nope, Psychic Symbiont doesn't care. Still draws you a card. Skyrider Patrol. Sky- boop, boop, boop. Oh, I'm yeah. coming. I'm flying in on a manta ray. 
Ray? Yeah, it's a great. Sky Manta? Uh, and it, it hands out Sky Mantas to its friends. Cool. Uh, Blue-green two for an elf scout with flying. Uh, it's a two, three. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay green-blue. When you do, put a plus one plus one counter on another target creature you control, and that creature gains flying until end of turn. This card seems sick. I love this card. This card is Great. super sweet. Uh, it has a class of trigger that you probably have never heard of before called a reflexive trigger. I haven't. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was it was on one card in Ammon Cat. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay blue-green. Uh, blue when you do, so that's a separate trigger. So it's a trigger that then you pay a thing and then it generates a, sec- a second trigger. Um, this is very unusual and solves uh, the silver inlaid dagger, or not silver inlaid dagger, throwing dagger problem, uh, which is that nobody knows how the card works and it <laughs> blows Sounds people like out all the problem. time. Uh, like it, and so it makes it behave like you'd think it would in that if you somehow stop them from paying the mana, they don't get the other half of the ability and you get to know whether or not they pay the mana before they, before they decide what to target. Gotcha. Um, so this is two triggers is what it basically is. So they can be like, okay, um, it's the beginning of combat on my turn. I pay green-blue, and I'm targeting this. And you can be like, I'll kill the thing. No, 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 no. They choose to pay green-blue. Yes. Then, after they do, they cho- they target a thing. Okay. So they've locked, they're locked into paying it. Okay. Uh, if it was all one trigger, then they'd target the thing, and you then you, it, you could kill it, and then, and they, then they wouldn't pay they it. They don't have to pay it. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, they yeah. pay it. Yes. And, and they're that, like, this... Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Just and like you're you like, like, kill it, and it's like, okay, well, you and just then they paid yeah, it. You, you, you already paid it. it. Yep. All right. Because it's a trigger that you pay for to make another trigger. Yep. All right. Awesome. Nice. Um, there's a lot. Like the that's basically what I have. There's not a lot of complicated stuff in this set. Well, Omen I, Speaker is back. Yeah. Scry oh, I too. love Omen, Omen Speaker. So good. What a card. Yeah. If you've I, never played with Omen Speaker before, get ready. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like blocking? Because, man, your deck's going to get to <laughs> block Open speaker lot. loves blocking. Yep. Uh, there's all sorts of cards that do straightforward things. You just have to read them, essentially. And it actually, like, especially due to the reminder text, uh, they explain equipping, they explain flying. They, they spell out all the things that happen on a lot of these cards. There's a lot of vanilla creatures. The, the set is very, very straightforward. It's what I'm... I really want a platonic core set to look like. Um, M10 and M12 are some of my favorite sets of all time. And the the cards are, are straightforward. Read them. If you don't understand them, ask. Call for a judge. There'll be somebody helping out your pre-release. They'll be able to help you out. Uh, you shouldn't need a lot of it. Uh, the, the trick is going to be figuring out how to evaluate, how to build an interesting and useful deck out of these, yeah. rather than what do my cards do. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Are, you all, are you all excited? Oh, yes. I'm very excited. Me Any too. new magic set, even if it's a core set, which is usually simpler, and even if there's a bunch of reprints, I'm super excited to play with because it's never going to be the same uh, as any other set. Oh, there's a common dragon in this set? Ooh. Man. Dragons of Tarkir, you missed out. <laughs> it got blown out. Do you remember this? I remember people were like, there's not even a common dragon. Well, they, because they put the common dragon in Fate Reforged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went to Dragons of Tarkir and they were like, oh, we can't, we use that shtick. Why don't we do that? We have a set that's about... About dragons. About dragons. About dragons. And we put the common dragon... I know, I wanted a common <laughs> dragon so bad in that set. I wanted a baby dragon is what I kept asking for. Right. Well, except that the, in the in the lore in the set, there are no baby dragons. Yeah. They spring full forge from the energy storms cast by Ugin as he flies around the world. Oh, 
Okay. Like, <laughs> sure. I mean, it's pretty sweet. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty sick way to make more dragons. Or at least that's how we explain to our kids yeah, that dragons are made. Yeah. Uh, how are dragons made? All right, well, there's this giant dragon, Eugene. and he flies around the Ooh. world a bunch of times, creates an electrical storm, and dragons just emerge full form. Yep. That's what the card Dragon Tempest is. <laughs> questions here from listeners for you, Judge yeah. Rob. Hans wants to know, how does fraying omnipotence work in Two-Headed Giant? Do both players lose their entire life total? So, fraying omnipotence, black, black, three, sorcery. Each player loses half their life, then discards half the cards in their hand, then sacrifices half the creatures they control. Round up each time. This kills both teams. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so probably don't do this. Because, like, you and I would be on a team, and our opponents will cast Fring and Ripidus, and they'll go, Rob, lose half your life, round it up. Uh, oh, wait, no. Oh, is this iterative? No, it's all at the same time, right? Yes. Yeah, it's all at the same time. Each player loses all their life at the same time. And so let's go, you lose half your life, you lose half your life. All right, we both lost half our life, and we go to zero, or negative one, depending. And then the other team does the same thing. Okay. <laughs> because it's each player, so it's symmetrical. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this card is uh, less valuable than you want it to be. Yeah, right. They always are, these ones. Uh, we've got a question here from Nick. Uh, how does the creature Isareth put a corpse counter that puts a corpse counter interact with Restoration Angel? So this is the card we were talking about before. Yeah, yeah, it's Isareth. So we're looking at Restoration Angel. Uh, this is a famous, one of the more famous yeah. angels from Magic's history. Yeah, it's, it's a flicker effect, basically. So flash flying, when Restoration Angel enters the battlefield, you may exile target non-angel creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your control. So uh, I play Isareth, I reanimate, I attack, I reanimate some random thing, I Restoration Angel to flicker it. Isareth says, if that creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Restoration Angel sends it to exile. Isareth doesn't care. Isareth says, yeah, it's going there anyways. I'm good. <laughs> and then Restoration says, bring it back to the battlefield. And it comes back and it's a totally new object. It's like, look, I was dead. I used to be a rotting corpse and now I'm not. The Restoration Angel restored oh, me to full health. that's pretty cool. Yep. Okay, there's several people on Facebook asking, why is it called M19 when we're in 2018? So, uh, this is, it, it's actually a, you can blame Walmart and Target and other big box stores for this. So let's say that it was called M18. Yeah. yeah. That it came out this yeah. year. It was called M18. January happens. Well, the next corset doesn't come out until next summer. Yeah. Uh, so January happens. It's now the year 2019. We have a set called Magic 2018. Target oh, yeah. goes, I don't want no, this. Yeah, we're not going to stop that. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. All right. And so just the timing works out where you have to name it for the following year so that you can keep it on shelves at big box stores. I'm going to name it Magic 2035 so it'll be good for a long time. I mean, they could just instead of instead of numbering it, they could just call it, you know, 
this magic. year's corset buddies. <laughs> well, no, no. They, they just corset give it. They just give buddies. it. They just give it a name. Magic colon something simple, like magic origins, right? Yeah, I wish magic colon something simple. <laughs> yeah, that's the description <laughs> of the set. Too, would right? also be it. <laughs> right. Okay. But, but magic origins or uh, magic uh, travels from Ravnica or yeah. it's something. It's something like this. Like very very simple that says magic. This is a basic remembering set. the time the dragons fought. Yep. Yeah. Magic. These magic. dragons are dead now. Magic. <laughs> Let's talk about dead dragons. <laughs> okay, here's a question for you involving Inferno Hellion. If Inferno Hellion dies in combat, does it go to the graveyard or is it shuffled back into your deck since it attacked or blocked that turn? So, uh, Inferno Hellion, it's a creature, Hellion, red and three for a 7-3 with trample. At the beginning of each end step, if Inferno Hellion attacked or blocked this turn, its owner shuffles it into their library. Uh, so, uh, when a card refers to itself by a name, it means this thing, right? Uh, when it goes to the graveyard, it's a totally different object, actually, uh, from the way the rules work. So it's okay. a different Inferno Hellion from the one that was on the battlefield. If a trigger cared about the thing in the graveyard, it could track it, but this doesn't. It only means if it's on the battlefield. It'll get shuffled away. Gotcha. Um, okay. Um... I, there's some questions about Alpine Moon and the Tron lands. A couple different people want to know about this. Oh, yeah. How does it interact with the Urza lands? Do they look for each other by name or by types since Alpine Moon removes types but doesn't change the name? So Alpine Moon does nuke the land type, which is what the Urza lands look for, is the short answer. So, All right. So, no, they will not. Yep, they will get broken up and they will they will forget. The band's not together anymore. Yep. Um, okay. You changed Urza's Tower. Why? Why isn't Nahiri in here? I thought this was a corset. All right, Tony. <laughs> what about this? Uh, if the opponent plays Liliana's contract and then doesn't play any demons, I don't think you need to search. This is a flavor question. Yep. Do you win the moral victory regardless of who wins the game? Well, no, because a game isn't necessarily the entire life of the Planeswalker. They signed a contract, and then they're like, once we're done with this game, I'm going to go hunt up some demons. Oh, okay. Well, later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got a to-do list. Kill yous yeah. first. <laughs> uh, Sean asks, do the chickens have large talons? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Great question. Talons of Wildwood? I don't know. We, what you this know what? Means, I'm just going to go ahead Sorry. and say yes, Sean. The yes, they do. The chickens do have talons. large talents. Uh, uh, yeah. Dylan asks, "Why is Surge Mare not a seahorse?" I, I agree with that. that I agree. I thought it should have That's, been a seahorse. That is a good question. Well, sea isn't a creature type, so they got elemental horse. They got nightmare horse. They got just regular horse. So it'd have to be like jelly, jellyfish horse. <laughs> I would accept jellyfish horse in like that's a pinch. I, I mean, it's a horse fish. I mean, that's very close. Which is a seahorse. Yeah, a horse right. fish. They're close a horse enough. fish. I would watch the yeah. Kentucky Derby if it was a bunch of seahorses. <laughs> Wouldn't you? It would take forever, though. They're so, so tiny. It'd just be like, they're I mean, so tiny. Do, do, as do, I mean, it's do, the do, same do, type do, as hi breaching Hippocamp, do, right? Do, yes. Do, Which is also a seahorse, basically. Tyler asks, Judge Rob, if you were a card from the new set, which one would you be? Wow, great question. Suspicious actually, bookcase. I, I kind of want to say suspicious bookcase. Actually, that card oh, is that card, that card is, is excellent. That card is hilarious and amazing. Um, 
Let's sort this by something sensible. <laughs> I might be a Johnny Wise counselor, actually. Oh. Well, you are a wise counselor for this show. Yeah. So it makes sense. You are. Isn't that nice? There's also a Johnny's Welcome, which is arguably the best flavor text in the set. Oh, yeah. Read it. You cannot defend others if your own well-being is neglected. Self-care, uh, everybody. Yes. And Johnny recommends it. Yep. Yeah, this giant world hopping cat with only one eye wants you to believe that you take care of yourself. <laughs> awesome. Great description of a Johnny. <laughs> oh, who's a Johnny? Well, a giant world hopping one-eyed cat. Anyway, That's all the questions um, that I have from, from the humans. I was going to try and look up ones on Discord. I Ooh. looked up a couple. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so if you have more questions for Rob or we didn't get yeah. to your question, just uh, when this video is released on YouTube on Thursday, go into the comments and yep. Rob will come by and visit. Yep, I swing by a couple times on Thursday and then like Friday and then maybe once over the weekend, depending on when I have time. Yeah, and so Rob, you know, he's here. He's yeah. a resource. Let's let's use yeah. him. All right, awesome. That's I think it. the set looks cool. Yeah. Same. Very excited. We're going to stop the show for a second to tell you all about Ultra Pro, our other sponsor, who is great. Ultra Pro. Do you know what? We were just talking to them and they were like, we have so much sweet new M19 stuff coming down the pipeline. I know. Get ready. I'm excited. We're going to get a shipment and we're going to yeah. be able to show some of it off to you yes. uh, next episode and do some giveaways. Ooh. So follow our stream on twitch.tv slash magicallyamateuring where we do a lot of giveaways. Yes. And uh, yeah, you can get in on that action. You can also enter our Gleam giveaway, which we do once a month, and mm -hmm. we're going to be drawing for that quickly at the end of the show. Um, and we put Ultra Pro stuff in there because it's so cool. Yes. And if you want to own some of it, you can even buy it at Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash MTACast and pick up some Ultra Pro gear. Get mm -hmm. thee there and get that gear. <laughs> time uh, for the most important segment regarding M19, and that is cutest card, grossest card of That's the right. set. We need to crown them, as we always do. Grossest card. Nightmare's Thirst. Ew, this card is really, really creepy. It's so creepy, which is why it gets the nod. There may be some technically grosser cards, uh, but this buddy is just, we've got the, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want to see a close-up with, like, that. red no, hair I'm out. I'm out. sucking the soul out of somebody sleeping. Oh, it's, I don't think that's hair. I think that's, like, backblast for who's yes. sucking the soul out. Yeah, oh, they're like, okay. it's so aggressively sucking the soul. Oh, yuck. Yeah. I love it's, it. It's like when you I go to drink, it. it's like when you go to drink something and you spill it all over yourself because you, <laughs> you need the water so bad. That's, that's what's happening. That's what it's doing. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Really nice Charles makes sense. artwork here. Yeah, I love, I think it's very, very well Very, like, also. horror movie-esque. Yes, exactly. Yes. Getting its nod for classic horror. All right. All right, cutest card. Um, This one was, you know, kind of easy for me. It just was a gut feeling. You know, sometimes you just know. I'm going to give uh, runners up to Chromium the Mutable for being a pretty cute dragon. Yeah, Chromium's pretty cute. And a runner up to Bog Stomper. How dare you? Which is pretty cute, but it's not cute enough. It is another green card, however, that does get the crown for M19, and that is Runic Armasaur. Runic Armasaur is pretty cute. Just yeah. a chubby little Stegosaurus <laughs> shaking its chubby little butt. With tattooed spines. Oh, yeah, they are tattooed. That's how you get the runes to make them magical. Nice. Probably yeah. lives in Minneapolis or Portland. <laughs> Runic Armasaur, you're yeah. adorable, and I want you to be my friend. You are cutest card. Congratulations. I still feel a little bit like rioting that it's not Bogstuffer, <laughs> but... 
but I mean, it was close. It was I mean, close. I'm, I'm surprised the bog stomper isn't a crocodile. What is it? It's just a beast. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a little beastie. Like crocodile, they could put crocodile beast on a card. It's fine. Yeah. And like they, they put crocodile on cards it. where it's 100% inappropriate. <laughs> This crocodile labeling is inappropriate. Yeah, oh no no no! I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a trick question. What okay. type of creature is rootwater alligator? Um, uh, I'm gonna um, go with like alligator crocodile. Yeah, it, it's totally a cro- crocodile. <laughs> creature crocodile. Well, right. that's hurtful. Yeah, that's that's weird. Someone right? made some bad decisions. Well, it's printed as an alligator, and then in the grand creature tip up, they said we don't want to support alligator for one card. Alligator, you're fired. You're crocodile now. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Wait, what? Wow. And real yeah, water so alligator is like excuse me. Right, you're the, right. The, the oracle type, type is crocodile. <laughs> wow. Well, everybody, that's this episode. Big thanks, as always, to Judge Rob for coming on and enlightening us in the ways of M19. Yeah. And our winner for our Gleam giveaway for the month of June is none other than Jason Frost from Australia. Ooh, congrats, Jason. You're going to get a shipment of sweet swag thanks to Ultra Pro, Card Kingdom, and us here at MTA Cast Labs. That's right. Thank you all so much for watching this week, slash Mm -hmm. listening this week, slash just doing your thing this week. Slash smelling this week. We do broadcast via smell-o-vision occasionally. Yes, so we do. thank you for that. Whatever you caught a whiff of, it, it was definitely <laughs> it was definitely wow, we're going to be taking <laughs> responsibility for some weird smells. Oh my but, gosh. Okay. Uh, thanks to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash mtacast and once again to our sponsors Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. And Rob, yeah, thanks for hanging out and people, if you've got questions, go to YouTube and put them in the uh, comment section and Rob will be in there on Thursday and Friday yeah. to check that out. Go to your pre-release, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.